What's up, everybody? Welcome to Paying Dues here on Off the Top Media, powered by Rivet City Radio. I am your host tonight, Mr. Jamie Rose. I'm here with a special guest of mine. He is the founder of Botch Botch Chair Shots, the man behind Rivet City Radio, and he is a pro wrestling encyclopedia, at least if we're talking about stuff that happened 30 years ago and more. Anyways, with me tonight, it is a great honor I have on the Will Gray. Will, how are you feeling tonight? Let's just get one thing straight, Jamie. Right off the rip, man. Wrestling is like wine, bro. Older the berry, the sweeter the juice. You want the best and purest pro wrestling. You're going to want to go back. You know what I mean? It's like rock music. Mm-hmm. You know, Pink Floyd, The Beatles, 1970s. Like JCP, WCCW, the 1970s. They go hand in hand. Old school wrestling is where it's at. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Sitting there listening to uh, Dark Side of the Moon while you got some uh, Memphis going on in the background. Can't get any better. You're describing college to me. Not that I was alive in Memphis (laughs) in the 70s during college, but I would love to get stoned and listen to Pink Floyd and watch wrestling tapes. Sounds like a good time. Anyways, man, um, let's get down to business. So... Tonight, Raw was from Tampa Bay down there in Florida. Uh, Raw opens up with the Judgment Day. Um, third cut in a promo, uh, you know, getting down to it. Um, then it looks like uh, they're going to celebrate the win for Don Mysterio in his title reign as the NXT North American champion. So I was five then. Anyways, um, you know, my thought, my first thought. When they first came out, I was like, oh, look, Finn's got no belt. Um, Dom comes out. He's got a belt. Everyone's got some sort of title. You know, Damien's got money in the bank. Rhea's the women's world champ. And Dom's got his belt. Anyways, to, you know, not get off of track, you know, um, Sammy and KO, they – you know, interrupt because, in my opinion, right now, they're pretty much the gatekeepers of WWE. All they do is show up week to week and they're like, oh, that ain't the unwritten rule. This is how it happens. That's pretty much their role now. I mean, they haven't really been in a significant storyline as of late. So, <laughs> with that being said, um, you know, they pretty much set up a match for later on that night um, Sami Zayn versus Dirty Dom Mysterio for the North American Championship of NXT. Uh, So at that little opening segment, Will, uh, how'd you feel about that, brother? My notes for the opening segment were as follows. Uh, The first thing I wrote down is, doesn't the rise for the judgment day, doesn't that feel very red brand version of the whole acknowledge me thing? It's like tit for tat right they got to open the same way i said dom has massive heat with mjf playing face with adam cole pun intended i mean dom's arguably the biggest hill in the business right now so give the man his fucking roses um he he gets booed every night because he's supposed to have made you hate him and he's done a great job at doing that whether you like him or not he does his job at least good enough to do it every monday night for the biggest company on the planet um Semi and KO, huge pop, lots of fun. He said the line, didn't we do this last week? Absolutely, we did KO. 
And that seems to be the reoccurring habit is because this tag team division seems like Kevin and Semi are in the fucking Groundhog's Day where it's just yeah. week over week, you know, them interacting with Imperium or them interacting with Judgment Day or them interacting with Alpha Academy. They're almost yeah. like a fucking Nick Cage movie, man. Nick Cage plays the same person every time. Nick Cage is a person with issues. And now you look at fucking Kenny and Semi and KO, they're a tag team with issues and who do they have issues with this week the fucking judgment day um yeah that's pretty much it sammy's super over but i think they missed their shot i wrote that down um i think i meant that that was a few hours ago now (laughs) (laughs) the thing i even wrote down about sammy and ko you know yeah i love what they're doing but it, it is repetitive and it is. They do the same thing week over week. It's the same segment. KO comes out. He screams and yells, and everybody's like, oh, "It's funny." KO's pissed, and you know what? Like, I fucking love it. It's entertaining. I'm not against it, but it um, is kind of getting same song, same dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can only take a, what a few more weeks of it, and then I'm about done with it. Um, yeah, man. Um, I just. I absolutely love what they're doing with the Judgment Day. Uh, they're pointing towards some sort of dissension, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but you know, coming up next, um, let's see, I you know, also with Dom Mysterio in that belt, a lot of people are hating on it. I love it. I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but I love how they're gonna put that title on him and then have him go to all three of these shows, and you're having Judgment Day on three all three of these shows. You're getting some representation there. You're also building your ratings up because Judgment Day, like it or not, they bring ratings to your show. And then you're also establishing Dominic Mysterio as your top hill because, heck, that's what the crowd's giving you. They're pretty much putting it right in your hands just like that. And they're they're taking every moment and they are just churning it and churning it. You know, Wesley, he's over like Rover over in NXT. You beat him dirty. Dirty Dom's going to beat him dirty. And then he's also going to take the belt to SmackDown. Have Butch. He's he's a, he's a, he's an up and rising baby face within that brand. Have him beat him. And then just have him get all that heat from being with the Judgment Day. It, it works, man. Um, I really enjoy what they're doing with them. Um, any thoughts on kind of having that belt on Dominic? Yeah. My thoughts on Dominic as the North American champion? You mean the WWE NXT North American champion, right? Yes, sir. They're, they're the ones that are on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Where was where was Dom drafted? I think the Raw. Oh, which is what night? Monday. Oh, that's right. So why would he be on the Friday show? Oh, that's right. He was on SmackDown, but he's wearing the belt for the Tuesday show, but he was drafted to the Monday show. Yes. Oh, but oh. Oh, yeah. Checking my notes. Brand splits aren't real. Drafts don't matter. They never have. They never have. A brand split hasn't been real since 2008, probably. It's not that I don't care whether they have the brand split or not. That doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to get to Dalton's comment in just a second because he brings up a good a, a good comment and good question. Um, so it's not that I care about brand splits because Scouse and I have had this conversation on air and off air. We've talked about it right now with the writer strike. 
they're booking their shows to put their races in their places to get as many eyes on the product as possible for USA because USA mm -hmm. staring down the barrel of a situation. Check out Prince's movie Madness. It was the Saturday show. Great replay value for what he was talking about mm -hmm. with what's going on in Hollywood as far as the strike goes. But looking at how it's affecting, you know, wrestling per se is the fact that now USA knows they're going to need to get as many eyes on WWE product as possible because they're about to hit a point where they've got to start running reruns everywhere else. So WWE is going to be the biggest, freshest product they have on the air. So they're going to need the best aces in their places for WWE moving forward. And we see that with the way they're booking. If that's the case, then don't claim to have a brand split at all. Just be WWE and have yeah. specific titles in places. Mm -hmm. These titles go everywhere, but if you have the Intercontinental title, you have to defend it pay-per-views or SmackDown, that's it. Or if you've got the US title, it's Raw or pay-per-view and that's it. You know what I mean? Have mm -hmm. specific titles, I'm fine with that. But don't claim a whole brand split like across the board for everybody. If, if there's not going to be one, it's almost like they're, it's like really shitty sleight of hand. They're like, look over here, but I'm going to blank it blatantly obvious that this is happening. You know, like, mm -hmm. eh, eh. <laughs> So after that, um, you had Becky versus Zoe Starks. Um, I mean, what I've said here about this, my notes pretty much say Zoe's impressive, a great athlete. The match was good. Uh, a lot of back and forth for what it was. Um, a lot of commercial breaks during that match, so they didn't really give them a lot of airtime. Um, Trish was good in her role of just kind of being there, being a nuisance to Becky. Uh, and then also that leads up to being the kind of, you know, just not helping out Zoe in the end, and it's actually backfiring on that end. So with that being said, you know, Becky does win, and you get that match at SummerSlam with uh, Becky and Trish. And obviously, Trish isn't happy about that. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark? Becky calls a good match. You know, you go to those old-school wrestling hot takes where it's like, if you've wrestled for six years and somebody has wrestled for six years in one day, they're going to be the one that calls the match. You know what I mean? You can see it in the way Becky works, especially with younger talent. Becky calls a good match. Zoe obviously can work and sell for somebody who knows what they're doing. She mm -hmm. listens good. She's got good technique. She's got good, the agility, the cardio, all of those checks you look for if somebody's like TV ready. Yeah. Zoe checks all those boxes. Mm -hmm. That's why I wasn't surprised she got that front row ticket and the rocket onto the main roster to work yeah. with Trish Stratish, the Hall of Famer, and Becky Lynch, who's arguably one of the best women in the business right now. It's ultimately just... Uh, it's like the ultimate rub of rubs to get a Hall of Famer and one of the top talents on the industry. Um, it's like, uh, so that that's good. Like, good for Zoe. Good for Zoe. Um, the over-the-top spinning senton thing? Mm -hmm. Fucking bueno. Cool. Like, that was super cool. Zoe killed that. Um, the It was good back and forth. Trish is a great manager. 
like oh, watching yeah. her work on the outside and working the ring and kind of like even down to uh, when the next thing I wrote down was the headbutt with the mask, the mm-hmm. false finish. It got a great reaction. Becky kind of stopped the, you know, that, that heel heat. And then she started her comeback for a good finish. Like they landed the plane in good time. It was a yep. good wrestling match. They hit their good spots. It was a good mm-hmm. segment. It told part of the story that needed to be told. Like, there's really nothing you could be mad about with that Not segment. The biggest argument that I have is the same reoccurring argument week over week for everybody, and that's give the women more time to yep. build their stories. Exactly. If you want the people to care about what they're watching, you have to give us the time to make us care about it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to give a shit when you get four minutes and two pitcher and pitchers in your only female segment all week. Yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Hey, love it, man. Uh, I do think Zoe Stark is going to be a big future player within that women's division. Uh, short, hold on, let me catch. Shortened airtime for the women, you don't say. And then Scal said, so what do you consider airtime for women? Just wrestling or everything on TV? I would say if you look at any storyline that predom- that is predominantly female-oriented. So you look at stuff like uh, – the, to take the full rails of your show and just fuck this train all up, Jamie, just going off with this. If you look at something like the Maxine Dupree thing, I would consider that airtime for a female story because she's yep. building that story with Valhalla as much little tiny sense as it makes. It's still there. She's nice to look at. It's fun. You look at some of these other stories like it was that and then it was this Becky segment and that was it for a three hour raw was all the female we got. There was no other time allotted to build female stories or the the women's wrestling division. So I, I mean, you you pretty much written off Liv Morgan off of TV, and then what's next for Rhea Ripley at that point? Like, well, they wrote her I'm, off by building into, and we'll get to that point. It's a couple segments away, but they kind of wrote her off by putting her into that Raquel situation, and the Raquel is tied in with Rhea. And then you look at the, like all of it just kind of got all jacked up. And Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot of overlapping stories happening, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. This is your show. You can have it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your show, Jamie. It's your, it's your show. You're just, we're talking about, you know, women being on the wrestling TV. So, you know, anyways, getting into about 38 minutes into the show, Cody Rhodes finally shows up and it turns into a real wrestling show. If it wasn't before. Anyways, he's out there to respond to the beast, Brock Lesnar, about the attack last week in front of his home crowd, in front of his mother. Um, anyways, Cody gives an excellent promo. The man is an absolute wordsmith. Um, wonder where he got that one from. Oh, anyway. I can't wait for my turn to talk now that you said it that way. As, anyway. you, as you were. Anyways, uh, you know, the guy pretty much calls out Brock Lesnar. He's he's selling this match. I mean, everything that Cody says, it's so articulate. It's just perfect. Um, the guy is selling you the match, and it's just he's money. Everything he's doing so far has been money. Yes, there's a little few things that you're like, eh, it's a little bit annoying. But overall, he's been going on with these programs, and he's been just going and going and going to the point where, like, He's your most consistent star. Uh, people like him. People want to watch him. They sing his theme song. 
And, uh, you know, they've definitely strapped the rocket onto him. Cody Rhodes, I mean, I'm just wondering what's next after Brock, but that's another conversation, but definitely uh, gets me more interested in this third rubber match with Brock. Sir. Yes. I know I want to rambling. No, I love it. I love it. I want to, I want to do, I want to do this in my best Cody Rhodes impression. Okay. So he gets there and he gets real serious and he's like, Ugh, that's gross. So Tampa, what do you want to talk about? Have you ever noticed that I'm Cody Rhodes and every promo I say sounds the exact same? I'm just like my dad. I'm the best speaker in the business, but I speak from the heart. Brock, you brought my mom into this. Mom spots and chair shots or whatever the fucking show is called. <laughs> if you really watch my promos, you realize only the lower half of my mouth moves. My eyes never change. They're always the same. Serious Cody Road eyes. That's really it. Then he said he slapped the bear and said, come. And I was like, that sounds very erotic. That was a very erotic thing to say, Mr. Rhodes. Shout out and uh, in all seriousness, the way he ended it with the I'm going to end this. That was a banger of a line. That was very yes. Dusty. I, I jokingly say he's the same as Dusty, but Dusty could do that. He would go out every weekend for JCP, and he could deliver the same promo every time and just kind of change the words up a little bit, and it still fucking hit. And I think Cody, in this run, in this version of WWE, has finally figured out how to do that. He's figured out the Cody Rhodes promo equation, and now he just goes out there and he executes it. You know, he opens... He calls somebody out. He goes through mm-hmm. goes through his motions. He gets the hometown shine for whatever yeah. city he's in. Like he does all those classic Dusty Rhodes things, and I love it. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I poke fun and I talk shit, but like, it's well, they it's did cool. the same thing with Dusty. They absolutely did. Did the head, baby. We gonna yeah. do it here. We gonna sell this show. We gonna do it about six times this week. North Carolina, get ready because the Dusty Road coming, baby. Six times. Flair, Lizzie here, Flair. We coming mm-hmm. for you. You and your Hoffman, baby. Totally on, baby. Luger, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go into some dusty. But, Dalton man. says Cody beats Brock, and that's when Bray comes back and attacks Cody. That's, would, the, I- oh, yeah. that's the ideal situation. If Brock yes. makes his comeback, please let it be against Cody Rhodes. Please let yes. it be Cody Rhodes. Yes. I'm I'm absolutely down for that. I mean, I'm not holding on to anything for it, uh, just because you know with Bray, you, it's a little flaky. But um, that would be ideal. That would give Cody another story, so we don't have to go into that conversation about him finishing the story. Uh, it buys him some more time for that, and uh, it gets Bray into a top program right off the bat when he comes back to build from SummerSlam to like survivor series or something. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, Bray, he's like, you know, it, it takes him 90 days to lace one boot. So if he comes back at SummerSlam, he won't have his first fucking match until October, which is the year anniversary of his return. And it'll be like, shit, the man's wrestled one match mm-hmm. on television and five in house shows like so if Bray comes back at SummerSlam we might see him in ring by Survivor Series yeah because you'll have to tell you a 20 part story 
And the program would be great, especially with Cody. You got so much to work with. Cody Rhodes in the Firefly Flynn House. You want to see that shit? I want to see actually, them like honestly, dots. yeah, honestly, I kind of want to see. Yeah. it. I would love to see them like do the callback to the Stardust shit and yeah. the fucking dashing Cody Rhodes and like. I think okay, that maybe, maybe you're right. Okay, yeah. give give him Bray Wyatt. Let Cody Rhodes chew on Bray yeah. Wyatt for three to six months. Dalton, that could be a good I like story. That. Yeah, yeah, good call, Dalton. Good call. Thanks for stopping by, Bubba. This fame dues. <laughs> um, Kevin Patrick. Don't get me started. The guy's horrible. He just goes up there. He's like, oh, Becky Lynch. Oh, she kicks Trish. Oh, it's it's horrible. I listen to him every week. I want to mute the TV. Corey Graves is the redeeming part of that show. <laughs> this is why they're separated. You know that, right? Is because they don't have two other commentators they can trust to run the whole program. So they can't put Graves and Cole both on SmackDown or right. Graves and Cole both on Raw. Because they don't have two more Graves and Coles is the yeah. problem. When they got rid of Tom Phillips, that's where they messed up. He was good. No. When they let go of uh oh what Morrow. was it? My, yeah, Morrow. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. He's one of but the best. A lot of that was on Morrow though, with his mental stuff. Yeah. Nigel McGinnis and AEW, sleeper for great commentators. I just don't think Raw, Raw and SmackDown and NXT, that's not WWE's, like, biggest point. Uh, Dalton says he missed Byron Saxon. Byron does, like, backstage interviews and shit now. I don't understand why he doesn't do more commentary work. He was underrated he in that third spot. What was the dude's name? Mace? Uh, yeah. And uh, he used to be a commentator, too. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was terrible at it. But, like, that shows you how many commentators they've chewed on in the last Samoa like, five Joe or six years. decent in that role. Samoa Joe was – they should have kept him as a backstage producer and, yeah. like, talent scout. Exactly. Like, because he sucked at commentary. Yeah, that's, I know. What, that's what William Regal had him doing on NXT. Joe was great. He did want to wrestle. And, you know, he showed an AEW now in Ring of Honor that he he still had some in the tank. He mm-hmm. can still go. I'm not – I mean, I'm here for Joe. Joe, 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 you know, plus he's fucking, what's his name in, uh, the clown, what's the fucking clown's uh, name, Jimmy? Twisted. Sweet, sweet, sweet tooth, twisted metal, sweet tooth. there you yeah, go. Twisted metal. Mm-hmm. Joe, 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 yeah. Let's see here. Oh, this was also a line from Kevin Patrick during the Sami Zayn entrance. Sammy has the opportunity to become a double champion tonight. My exact thoughts were, actually, these weren't my thoughts. I'll give them credit where it's due. My wife actually had this thought. He was like, or she was like, he's wearing two belts, isn't he? I said, yeah, that would make him a double champ. But he's, but is he? He's not a double champ, Jamie. He's the undisputed tag team champion. They just haven't. No, what, what what they are are the Raw Tag Team Champions and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That's double champ. They got the King two Jerry belts. Lawler. That's a ballsy statement, Dalton. Dalton, I'll take that though. The King's not a bad option for a uh, a whoop de doo for a lead commentary. You know who my favorite is though, Jamie. You ready? Gordon Sully. Gordon Sully was the man. The, the go voice, the voice on Memphis wrestling. He's one of those things, though. Like he's like people are. Who's the most influential wrestler in your opinion of all time? And I say Buddy Rogers. 
And then I have to explain why Buddy Rogers. That's why I say Gordon Solis is the GOAT, because without him, we would have never had a Jerry Lawler or a Jim Ross or a yeah. God forbid sock face over an AEW. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, um, the Excalibur. Pro re- yeah, the pro I'm, wrestling I'm, gorilla I'm, guy. I'm, I'm so used to calling him sock face now. Um, and then you look at all the other good ones, you know, your Maros, your Ian Riccobanis, your Nigel McGinnis. Mm-hmm. They all pull from what Gordon did in Florida and yeah. Georgia and JCP. Say I, I love me some Ian Rick and Bonnie. He's great. He signed an, a long term deal, according they, to the boys over at Fightful. No free shout outs, but yeah. uh, he's with AW long term now. Yep, I, I think he's doing good in the absence of uh, Kevin Kelly, which is also a great spot there. And that was a great pickup by AEW for uh, Collision. On that end, him did you ever uh, listen to the English commentary he was doing in New Japan? New Japan, yes, and he was absolutely killing it. Yeah. I like I watch New Japan for like Wrestle Kingdom and we cover them for the G1. We just did the the week one recap and we'll do another episode after block plays done. And yep, then we'll do had... another episode to uh finish the tournament. Mm-hmm. Warren you and had... Dirt Sheet Dan. Yeah. Dirt Sheet Dan. Cage my IQ. Love that guy. Oh yeah. Big fan of this show. Like he's been on botch bots and share shots. Big fan of his show. Um everything that guy does. Great dude. Love Dan Bakley. So we move on into the uh the Sammy Zane and Dirty Dom Mysterio match for the NXT North American Championship. Um, with this, this was a this was a fantastic match all around. I give this the match of the night. What do you feel? Well, easily the match of the night. Easily the match of the night. I maybe have the most notes for any individual match on this one. What's up, Sammy? How are you, dear? I hope you're having a good night. What's up, Sammy? Um, I I did write down Dom Mysterio is in his bag right now. He exudes the confidence that he was missing even months ago. Gorilla, see, Dalton, you need to stick around, bro. Make sure you drop a follow and shit and come to some of the other shows. Like, I think you would be very on vibe with some of the other shit we oh, yeah. drop. As uh, you were, Jamie. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. No, 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 you're good, today. Dude, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, sir. Dude. It's your show. It's your show, Jamie. It's your show. Dalton's showing up in awesome fashion. That's all I'm saying. Um, Man, so... So you got JD, uh, Judgment Day, and KO both getting involved in this, but it's still going back and forth. They're still putting on a good match. Um, KO is injected at first, and then you see Judgment Day snickering in the back, you know, and then they get ejected too. And then this turns into an absolute banger of a match after that when they actually have to pull out the stops. I even said uh, Dominic Reigns, question mark. The guy was kicking out of everything. Like two thun- blue thunder bombs. Because um, finishers aren't real and they don't matter either, just like drafts. They, they don't matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just talking shit, Jamie. Hey, hit me with 14 super kicks. I'll still get up. Um, so do the Young Bucks in every match they've ever done. So with that being said, if, you know, eventually, you know, Judgment Day does bring out Kevin Owens. He's all beaten up. And then that provides the distraction for Dominic to get the roll up on um Sami Zayn for the win um so that match had um for me it had no business being that big that good but it was an absolute banger will your thoughts match of the night um apparently KO is dealing with a real injury um I think that was kind of why they were writing up they're kind of poising it to where he might not be on tv a lot because the beat down my notes were as follows Sami starts hot on offense 
great momentum to the outside, that cool little dive thing they did. He starts mouthing off to the rest of Judgment Day. Then I wrote down the words, another unnecessary commercial break. I felt like every time a a fucking match or a segment was picking up momentum, they would piss on it by switching over to a commercial. Uh, Dom was quick to shut it down. The, what does this say? Ref kicks, oh, the ref kicks everybody out. He made Judgment Day leave. And then it gets back to good offense and the match goes back to a good old fashioned wrestling match. Mm -hmm. You know me. I love that. Um, the knees on the frog splash, it starts to come back. KO, I wrote down KO gets hurt, Sammy gets cheated. And then the very last thing I wrote on this segment is Adam Pierce seems like he's there for show. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not sure he really, like, have you ever had that person at work, Jamie, that just kind of shows up for work, but you're like, are they really doing their job? Not at all. Have you ever had that coworker, Jamie? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I feel like Adam Pierce is. He's there for show. Like he shows up and he makes it. He's like, oh, fuck. KO's beat up. I better run out there and make it look like I'm concerned. It's the only time we saw him all night. The thousand other things going on. And it's just like, that's the most concerned Adam Pierce gets all night. Like that became his own personality trait was, oh, fuck. KO's hurt. Adam Pierce is here for show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not a Jack Tunney. So we get down to a uh, backstage segment, um, you know, got Judgment Day and then Akira Tozawa and Apollo Crews. Um, my only note with this is Rhea loves to pick on Akira Tozawa. Yeah. That's her thing. They wrestled, didn't they have that intergender thing? Mm-hmm. And they wrestled some house shows against each other too. Yeah. Like they work well together. And he's one of those like sleeper candidates for those trainers and backstage like mm-hmm. coaches and producers and stuff. Like he's got an eye for the business. He's never really gotten through that mid card jobber stint in WWE, but like mm-hmm. he's got a mind for it. So oh, yeah. good on uh, uh, you know Tazawa for staying in the business as long as he had in the top company. Mm-hmm. And then you also set up uh, a match with uh, Damian and Apollo Cruz later on for the night. Um, and then also you get down to another kind of back thing, backstage thing where um, you get um, Shinsuke Nakamura and Tommaso Ciampa. They talk about what happened last week with them. Uh, Ciampa's like, dude, if you interrupt us again, we're going to have some issues. And then we get on to the match. Um, love hearing no one will survive when he comes out, man. That It puts me right in my feels. As a black and gold NXT fan, I absolutely love it. Gets me down to the core. All he's missing is some gold. If he had some goldy, man, right there. Um, big Bronson Reed. You don't need you don't need the big part in there. Obviously, you know the motherfucker is big. You know, it just mm-hmm. it it bothers me. We have breaking news, by the way. Do we? Yeah, breaking news. Bronson Reed unblocked me on Twitter. Oh my. Thank you. Thank you, Mike the Hill, my co-host from After Dark, tweeted at him and said, Hey, unblock my boy Will. He's unblocked me. I didn't check the Botch Bots and Share Shots account yet, but I will. 
but I'm I'm hoping maybe I'm ready to give you your I'm ready to give you your roses, Bronson. Accept them. I'm sorry. I said some mean things in NXT. You went to New Japan and you learned how to wrestle. I'm here for it now. I love you, Bronson. No way. Yeah, way. I'm not blocked by Bronson Reed anymore. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, the guy put on a great match tonight with uh with Champa. I love their dynamic. You got the smaller guy, you got the bigger guy, but also like Champa looks like an actual professional wrestler and he has some like muscle to him. You know, so it, it, it looks like an actual fight. Yeah. And these guys went out and put on a show. Um, it was physical as hell. Mm -hmm. The man was throwing knees everywhere. Um, just the physicality of it. You know, I, I, I do see a lot of that Harley race in, in Tommaso champ. I do see a lot of it. Um, you know, you get a lot of back and forth. Nakamura does come out, um, provide some more distraction, and you get a tsunami. Bronson Reed goes over. How do you feel about that match? I said, one, the Gable Stevenson's shit seemed unnecessary. I thought that was dumb. That, like, 20-second clip they had of him, I'll say that was unnecessary TV time that could have gone to the ladies. Yeah. For the to boost the and bolster the women's division, yeah. Um, you had Bronson Reed come out, then you had all that backstage. So, Bronson standing, my notes say, so Bronson standing in the ring. So, we cut back there. It's Damian Priest, Mr. Money in the Bank, and Apollo Cruz. I wrote down, I love Akira Tozawa in my notes. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down, and then I said, okay, now we're back to Champa and Reed. So it was like, what the fuck was was Reed just standing in there, just in the ring, listening to his music, like oh, dancing yeah. and shit for three and a half minutes while they cut? And when you think about you go to like an indie show and you see them taping for their YouTube show or for like Premiere Pro mm -hmm. or IWTV, you don't see any of the promos that they're already pre-taped. When they do a live show, they have to play those pre-tapes during the actual show. Oh, yeah. So, so it's he's like, sitting there with a thumb up his butt, sitting there just watching this backstage pre-tape with the rest of everybody in the arena. And I know it's really fucking nitpicky, and I'm glad that wrestling is good enough again that I get to be nitpicky and they're like the subtle production flaws in the way their show is ran. Mm -hmm. But, like, Homeboy had to stand there for, like, a good three and a half minutes waiting for this pre-tape to run, like, waiting to have a match. Could you imagine standing in front of 15,000 people in your fucking underwear and a robe, like, waiting for somebody to come out and fight you? Like, mm -hmm. Bronson Reed's fucking comfortable, bro. Like, yeah. he's comfortable. 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 Like, I don't even go out in my underwear in a row to get the mail. Like, I don't go out. You're lucky if I leave the house. I have a people limit that I'm allowed to hit every day. And, like, it doesn't roll over. So, if I don't leave the house today, that doesn't mean I can go twice as long tomorrow. Like, no, you have a very finite amount of time where I'm okay with going into public. And if you don't meet me in those standards, fucking donezo, kid. I'm sorry. I'll try again tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was the same way during COVID, gained 100 pounds, and then I had to go back to work. So, but no, I definitely get you. Um, so, Rhea versus Liv, you get the package. I'm just not interested in it because of how kind of just flip floppy the whole storyline has been with me. Um, we did see Sonya and Chelsea Green. You know, pop up Chelsea Green, and then um, you know, Rhea kind of scares them off too, 
And then I'm wondering, does does Rhea want them tag straps, Dave? I would give Rhea whatever strap she wants, or she could give me whatever strap she wants, mind you. I don't give a fuck. Hey, yo. Can I say that on your show, Jamie? I'm sorry. I didn't ask. Okay, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Anyways, we go out there. Rhea kills Liv. That's what I wrote down. She killed her. (laughs) And then I'm wondering, who's the opponent at SummerSlam if there is one? Potentially with Lyra... Lyra Valkyrie as a tag team. Huh. Yeah. 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 Kind of got that, that dark, yeah. dark esque uh, element. But who, 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 who would Rhea's opponent at SummerSlam be? You pretty much eliminated your Raquel problem. You eliminated your Liv problem. Like, what, what does that leave you with? I don't know. And that's the issue. They haven't allowed for any stories to be built. Rhea is every week competing in the men's division to bolster Judgment Day without building any viable stories against the women because she just walks through them. It's very reminiscent, but kind of reverse order of China. Like China bypassed the women's championship and went straight to the fucking IC title because so if- they they she was so big and so unrealistic they knew she would walk through the women's division she got a women's title reign after the fact so i think re is the reverse of china she's reached a point where she's almost be and it was very think bianca over the last year going through that wrestlemania to wrestlemania push mm-hmm. she felt very untouchable and that's how they've booked Rhea to become right now is Rhea has been booked to be very untouchable but without all the title defenses and without the matches. Give me a second. I'll tell you how many times she's defended this title. I've got I good mean, notes for this def- match. She's probably defended it a lot on house shows. Oh, but, you would be surprised. But but from what we've seen on TV, not 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 many. I mean, the two versus Natty. I've got my arm kicked up all weird because of my mic stand. Women's oh, Championship, Rhea Ripley, matches. She won the title, won on April 1st, 2023. Mm-hmm. She's defended it five to, uh No, she's had three defenses since, the last one being on July 3rd, so three weeks ago. Um, she hasn't had a title defense in almost a month. The longest match she's had since the Charlotte Flair WrestleMania match, a.k.a. Steamboat Savage Part 2 was 12 minutes, 45 seconds with Natalia Neidhart, of all yeah. people, Jamie. Natalia. Natalia. I tell you what, sir, that's uh, ooh, that's not a great, like, she's dominate, She's dominating. I'm not. She's dominatrix. Mm-hmm. However, you know, whatever verbiage you want to use, Rhea's money. I'm mm-hmm. not taking away. Does she necessarily need the title, though? Is Rhea no. became bigger than the women's title to yes. where it wouldn't matter if she had it or not. Because if you're not, it's kind of like Roman. If you're not going to have them defending the title, then why have them have the title at all? If she's Mm going to be involved with all these stories with Judgment's Day, instead of building viable women's titles, let the other women have the title and let them be viable women's stories. But 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 who on that that raw roster would be good enough to have that title? I don't know, and I feel like in a three-hour show, we should have a better idea, you know? Like, they have three hours every week to help build that women's division, and we sit here right now, and I'm not saying you and I are great mm-hmm. at what we do. I would say we are above average wrestling fans at the very least, mm-hmm. though, 
And if you and I can't immediately think of two or three people in a three hour show with a 50 person roster in WWE, who's a viable option to take re off or throw them, then what are they doing with their women's division, bro? Because on SmackDown, I can think of five just off the top of my dome that are viable women's champions. Five. It's the reverse of this time last year. Think about this time last year. Raw was the well, stacked. Yeah, they had every woman in the women's war games match was coming from Raw after the SummerSlam push this time last year. Okay. So, this time now on Raw, it's maybe the weakest division in re- women's wrestling. I definitely think SmackDown's women's division right now is stronger than raw's women's division and they are cooking they're hot right now dude red hot mm-hmm. i mean you you got nikki you got piper yes but um ria live raquel zelina zelina's on smackdown she's with the uh, lwo yeah were they drafted to smackdown yes but those that that apparently doesn't matter why why, Jamie? Why is why does why why is why does it matter? I don't know. You got the best logic for it. I just know it hasn't mattered as a fan. But oh, stop, um, oh, stop with scowls. that, both of you. <laughs> uh, we're about to get an invasion over here by scowls. Uh, but I, I really think, though, um, you know, if you're really gonna go with it, might as well. If, if EO Zelina I mean, Vega I, I, has been wrestling solely on SmackDown since May of 2023 was the last time she wrestled mm-hmm. on Raw or a premium live event. But the bing, but the boom, Piper and Nikki you, 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 need to be attacked. Agreed. So, so Dalton, you you say bring up Gigi Dolan, but they're currently over there on XT burying her right now. Gigi uh-huh. Dolan is she? Uh... Priscilla Kelly. Okay, I, I, I see, dude. I really hate to be that way, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic when I say that. That's how little NXT I watch. Is that? Um, this is going to sound real bad. I wasn't sure if she was on Team Firecrotch or not. Hmm. No, uh, she was in. She was in the Toxic Attraction, though. Oh with... yeah, the Mandy Rose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Did, did you just say they're burying Gigi? Yes. Um, he did. Scouse. He did. He said they were burying yes. Gigi. Go and watch last week's how show. Do, how do you feel about that, Scouse? How do you feel, how man? You, feel you don't watch it. I don't watch NXT at all. You're absolutely right. <laughs> if we were to have an NXT brand on Rivet City Radio, I would not be part of it. <laughs> I, think I do interviews that at, one day. But I do interviews at 7 p.m. on Tuesday because wrestling's not on. Right. Um, uh, they should I, bring I, back Mandy. Uh, dude, she's making too much bank on OnlyFans and shit to come back. Mm-hmm. She said that WWE can't pay her enough money to want to come back right now. No. That's how much money she's making. I think eventually she'll come back, but right now, absolutely not. No, there's no reason to, man. If she wants to wrestle, she could pick up tour shows with MLW, NWA, mm-hmm. AEW. Anybody who she would want to would pick up tour spots for her, and she could just go run a, you know, a three or four week program, make a little bit of money, and then go back to making, you know, four million dollars a year doing half naked pictures or whatever. Make your money, boo boo. I ain't, I ain't mad about that. Hustle, H U S T L E, hustle. <laughs> And WWE Absolutely. didn't want you to do that. So go make your money. Absolutely. They are not half naked. Are they all the way naked? Scouts, have you done the research? Do you know who I really want back in the <sighs> back? Dude, I love the Iconics, yes. but they're pregnant right now. Iconic. Both of them? Or just uh, one? At least, um, what's her name? Uh, Peyton Royce. 
Peyton Royce, not Jesse McKay, the other one. Why do you no. think she was released? Uh, well, I know why she was released. Nippage. I don't think. Anyways. Yeah. Um, anyways, Gigi Dolan or Roxanne, I like Roxanne a lot. Um, I think she would be absolutely ready. Um, I still think she needs a little bit more time in developmental, even though she doesn't need it. I just think um, give her some more time down there to kind of develop her and within the WWE style. Scouts went the opposite direction. I thought he was going to go with that. He goes, why do you think she was released? And he goes, it was full blown, not to mention the shower video. And I was like, okay, I thought he was going to be like the opposite kind of coming at me because I said, so. I was like, no, Scouts is like, no, it bitch showed up naked to work in a shower video with humping the title belt. This is paying dues, not the table spot. <laughs> Say, if you I'm wanna... sorry. I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> no, no, you're swearing and talking. You're, you're to... I'm sorry. Dude. You're good. I mean, it's not a family show, but it's a Twitch show. But um, with that being said, man, um, Damien made quick work of Apollo. Oh, I didn't mention the Logan Paul segment. Get was what a you Logan get. Logan Paul really. segment? Yeah. 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 Was Logan it Ricochet? Paul. Yep. He about knocked him out, and then about two minutes later, you know, he was in there filming. You get a kip up, a super kick, something straight out of like Shawn Michaels '97. Um, yeah, get a little segment there. I think that match is actually going to steal the steal the night at SummerSlam. I just that's a bold prediction by me. I think it's going to be a good match. Not much build to it. You don't need much build. Just these two guys. They're athletic enough to go out and make it happen. Click the link and share it. Uh, Scouse just sent us the the Twitter of the the Logan Paul like film footage from the segment. Good on you, Scouse. Love you, Bubba. Um, this segment, why why you pull that up? I wrote down Raquel Rhea backstage. Rhea live very distracting, and then I wrote down, oh no, Liv is crying. In the most sarcastic voice ever. Um, then uh, that Rhea suck it will 100% be a meme. I wrote down off the top universe, make that happen. Somebody make a meme out of Rhea saying suck it. Um, my division, you're lucky you're just living in it. And mm -hmm. uh, that was a great line. Chef's great kiss. line. Um, but too many fucking in the division. Uh, who was it? We just scouts just told us a few messages back. Let's pull it back up. Oh, yeah, Rhea, Liv, Raquel, and Zelina, those four people. And they just took out two of them, so that leaves Zelina on SmackDown, so she kind of counts. All right, so here's that clip. Hey, buddy, I accept your challenge for a match at SummerSlam. I mean, he, he gets it. He gets yeah, that's it. That's right, Tampa. I'm gonna show all of you. Why I am the best in the WWE. I'm talking to you up front. Yeah, guy with the mustache. Hey, smile, bro. I'm going to make you famous. Smile, bro. Yeah, you need to get laid, you stupid virgin. <laughs> hey, hey, for real, y'all look stupid as hell out here. Trying to challenge me. Oh, look Yo, at the kip up. Super oh. kick. Oh, he kicked him right in the face. He said, oh, right in the face. In the face. This is the USA clip. This isn't the uh... shooting star pressed by Ricochet. This isn't what I was saying. This is no. still cool. I hope we don't get in trouble for that. That wasn't the link. I liked it though. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, 
Well, Ricochet's athletic as fuck. I wrote mm-hmm. down he has a vast collection of cool Marvel themed Hawaiian shirts. Have you well, noticed that he keeps showing he, up in Yeah. The one he wore tonight was Naruto. Naruto? Naruto. I thought it was Black Panther because it had the the no, Black I Panther mean, suit spikes around the neck. So he yes, he did wear the Black Panther um spikes, but his shirt was Naruto. 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 I don't really watch anime too much. Uh, This is two for two for feuds, by the way, where somebody looks at Logan Paul and says, you don't belong here. So uh, I'll give them a little hit there. So good segment. Ricochet Logan's going to be nothing but a high spot. It's going to be the super indie-rific show of SummerSlam. I'm for it. It's 2023, and I'm I'll admit it. I'm into the... Any horrific crap right now at the moment. We don't yuck any yums, man. You can like whatever you want. That's fine. Like I, I like the pups. I like Omega. I said it the other night. I, I tweeted it out. I was like, please don't like the young bucks. Please don't like the young bucks. Please don't like the young bucks. Because Nick Jackson's opening series when he came in. He would hit it and he boomed and he rolled and he hit it and then he hit the cutter and he pops up and he hits the moonsault and you're like. This fucking kid can work. Yeah. Like it was timed and it looked good mm-hmm. and everything was crisp. And you were like, but then you gotta think, oh I, yeah, these are the young bucks. Do <laughs> I like the young bucks now? Yeah. Like, do I like the young bucks? Like, I, I like the young bucks. Like, yeah. no. Babyface yeah. Young Bucks? Like, yeah, yeah, no. What? Yeah. I said the same thing. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega won me over Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Arguably match of the year. Then they did part two at Forbidden Door. I was like, I'm a Kenny Omega guy, especially mm-hmm. Babyface when he's not obnoxious belt collector Kenny Omega. I was like, I can get behind Omega. And then the Bucks start doing it, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I like that. Jamie, I think I like the Young Bucks. You got to go back and watch his New Japan stuff. I've seen a lot. Like the PWG Battle of Los Angeles, Young Bucks mm-hmm. and Adam Cole versus uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Seidel and uh, Ricochet and Will Ospreay. Like, dude. Just, so just, just don't mind the part where you know they're with Tommaso Ciampa and they're doing the, uh, their grenade in the butt spot. But you know, no, you don't. Alice says no, you don't. You don't like the young bucks. You just think you do. Let the boys play, okay? Okay, Alice. McIntyre and Kunta. You forgot about the Damian Apollo's crew squash match, and I actually I, wrote down Damian, Damian Apollo. Work yeah. of Apollo is what I Dam- wrote down. I wrote down Damien Apollo lost focus, don't feel bad. Yep, that's exactly. exactly what I wrote down. So, okay, good. I just wanted to make it a point that yeah. I really, I yeah, took a piss, came back, it. Yeah. it was over. Uh huh, like yep. completely lost focus. And then I realized the whole match was done 90 seconds later. Oh, yeah. Also, we'll just keep it going to tally. That's another three minutes of useless TV they could have given to the women to bolster more women's matches. Yeah. I'm just saying, we can keep a tally. I'm, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I will make a fucking spreadsheet so they know how much time they've wasted not giving good time to women's wrestling. This is why I love you, man. <laughs> Anyways, McIntyre and um, the ring general face-to-face. Um, you know, they pretty much just bicker. And then you get to the point where Ludwig Kaiser wants to go in and I am uh, the game uh, but I'm not, uh, you know, and he's like a set. German triple H. If triple H was, you know, small, like, yeah, like 
what would be the word for it? I I don't want you know, family show. It, he looks like uh, um, you know, when you wake I, I, up and you're a kid and you go into the kitchen and you're in your undies and you go to climb up on the counter and you like reach up real high above your head and you think you're Spider Man. Ludwig Kaiser looks like a kid in his undies standing next to some of the guys he works with because yes. he's and i'm not a size guy i'm not one of those guys you know size doesn't matter it's the motion of the ocean or whatever the fuck they said but like looking at ludwig kaiser he doesn't look like a pro wrestler sometimes and tonight was one of those situations where because I, of who he's he it's because of who they set him up to work with he's a fantastic worker though imperium is nothing you know, questionable things about the gimmick, not the time, not the place, but like work. But those guys make it work. Those three guys are some of the best, most talented in-ring workers in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. I just feel like eh. my name is Ludwig Kaiser. He's like what I was talking about earlier with Cody, but like the bad version of it yeah. where everything sounds the same every yeah. time he talks. And I'm gonna pick a fight with this ex person today. Yeah. A month ago, it was Owens and Sammy. Um, last week, it was Matt Riddle. This week, Drew McIntyre. Speaking of Matthew Riddle, he showed up. Why? I don't know. I thought Gunther eliminated that problem. So does that mean McIntyre isn't winning at SummerSlam because of Riddle? Ah, just kind of. I hate Matt Riddle. I like his ability, but I just hate the guy. Am I conditioned to just not even realize that man is on the TV screen? Because my notes literally say nothing about Matt Riddle. Probably because you're on the same level as him. Oh, yeah, you know no. I mean? We're definitely on, you know, that. Yeah. Level 420. Yeah. Yeah, yes. No, no. But legitimately, news, like, yeah. it says McIntyre and Gunther are fun. Wait, McIntyre and Kaiser? Question mark. Yes. Okay, so this is happening. Good wrestling with a capital R. It was good. Uh, the white noise by Drew. That was fun. Like out mm-hmm. of the corner. Like bam. Like fuck yeah, go Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew starts his comeback. Drew finishes with a claymore. Like it was a good booked, produced wrestling match. I uh, I really didn't have much bad to say about it. It's just yeah. Yeah, it was just yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sammy match was better. I think that's yes. still match of the night. Match but Drew and Drew and Kaiser didn't do a bad they job. They put on a good show. Yeah. I hope not, because that means Drew isn't winning. I, let me throw out the comment before I I speak. Will Riddle be added to the SummerSlam match for Triple Threat? Great match. I mean, great question, Dalton. By the way, I hope not, because that means Drew isn't winning, Gunther's winning, and Riddle will again eat the pin. But with that being said, I just uh, it's annoying. Just get rid off the TV screen. He's good at his job. Give him that. The man can work. I just he's already Def- he's already failed to get the belt multiple times. It's it's time to move to the back of the line. Define good at work. What do you think this man's job is? <laughs> to show up and get to show, 
he shows up, he gets back. Okay, well then, you know, I, I would I'm I'm still not gonna say he's good at his job. Fuck Matt Riddle. But like when you look at it, uh he's good at inserting himself into these programs and then getting a match out of it. I mean he is the equivalent of like a really over character based wrestler. Yes. Like he's not a viable contender, but he's always a character in someone's story. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the uh, that's the, the nicest man- thing I could say about him. It's like management kind of has it out for the guy, but they love him at the same time, and they just kind of give him the love, the, the the tough love treatment. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna have you in a prominent spot on TV, but we're gonna beat you up every time you're there. Kind of is what's been going on. They know he's more valuable to them showing up sporadically on their television than allowing Tony Khan yes. or, uh, you know, somebody else to get him in some mm-hmm. TV time because he'll draw because yes. of who he is. Yes. And WWE knows he's worth more to them showing up sporadically than he is to be on someone else's mm-hmm. um what you do is it breaking news Rhea versus Lyra tomorrow night on NXT. That's cool. So much for that tag team. So uh what does that mean, Jamie? What does what mean? So Rhea. Rhea's on Rhea's she's in NXT now? Oh. I think that what it, a little so bugs Rhea, tell me. So no, hold on. with with the draft. Rhea was it, drafted, she was drafted to Raw, right? And she's right. got the women's world title. Monday nights. Which you're supposed to be on that brand making that title. So who's on? Matter. Who's the? What's the Tuesday show then? NXT next. That's not. That's not Raw though, right? Raw's on Mondays. No, Raw's on Monday. Oh yeah. And NXT's also in, in Florida, right? Oh, it's in Orlando. Orlando. So and they were in Tampa tonight. Yeah. Oh no. So it's just like they'll get. Okay, that that kind of works. Car. Okay. That yeah. Works. But, you know, see, this is what you do, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is true radio personalities right here, because we've now circled all the way back around to the beginning of the show when we talked Mm -hmm. about the fact that brand splits aren't matter. We are a radio station. Yeah. Don't make me mute you two. (laughs) Oh, man. Our lovely producer scouts. So any anything else, boss man? Um that we didn't touch up on tonight. Seth and Finn always money. Uh, I yeah. wrote that down. I love Seth. I love Finn. The seven year itch like WWE was spot on. One of the things they had tonight wise, the E part of WWE mm-hmm. was fucking spot on. It was very entertaining tonight. Yes. They did a couple really cool things. I had some nitpickiness, but I think, like I said, it's nice that wrestling's good enough. Again, I get to be nitpicky, yes. you know? So overall great episode. Good. Not great. You know it's, what I mean? It's good, a great time to be a wrestling fan. Especially You're a thousand percent right yeah. it is, yeah. They're not and putting then, out bad product at all. No. Nobody is. And that ending shot with Damien in the briefcase, man, just that that next level of intrigue. It's, it's great. We said it right before we went live. We were like, mm-hmm. Damien holding the briefcase, like, holy shit. Like, he could have cashed in right then on Seth yeah. and had a shot, you know? like, And he was geared up, ready to go. It could have been his. And it's that constant mm-hmm. pandering of, is Damien going to do it? And that's... Yes. Chef's Chef's kiss. Man, anyways, um, if you liked tonight, if you liked anything that we do, uh, check it out, www.patreon.com slash River City Radio. You get all the extra exclusive stuff that comes with River City Radio off the top 
Media, uh, Broken Wrestling Podcast. Um, you get GM Mode with me and Scows. You get the um, the Hill Support Group, the comic that Allison does uh, with Max and Colby. Um, you get a lot of just extra crazy stupid stuff you get some exclusive stuff from shadow with uh pardon the interruption which is a great show that just debuted last wednesday if you want to see off the rails stuff like that even more off the rails than friday night review check that one out that's awesome also um next wednesday you get the debut show of cam g's the boom that is a aew centric show um absolutely gonna be bananas um oh another question from dalton could you see uh priest cashing in on the tag team champs uh and then becoming tag team champions with finn if finn loses at SummerSlam? <coughs> i think incorporating the verbiage that he could cash in on any champion anytime lends you to believe that it could happen for any championship i still think it's going to play into um there it's going to play into the world title picture more i don't think it'll be a mid-card championship this year I think definitely it'll be the world title. Um, so with that, um, if feel like if Finn, yes, I, I do feel that um, scales. I do feel that. And then Finn Balor will be the first crack at the title. I, I do agree on that one. Agreed. Anyways, man, Will, thank you for coming on, man. I uh, really appreciate it. Always love shooting the shit with you, brother. Um, anyways, where can we find you, man? Jamie, I want to yes. thank you and Scouse for allowing me to come into the off the top domain. It's always a pleasure when our paths cross. Um, we work together now, so really they pat they, they cross all the time. Um, that's neither here nor there. If you love my shenanigans though, and you really want to get into what I do and the big the big feel of things, um, check out botch spots and share shots on Sunday at Rivet City Radio. Uh, check out my interview series, Tea and Hot Takes. If you're really curious, check out my link tree at the Will Gray, just like it is on the screen. You'll find all of my dirt sheet writing, my profiles for the sports, your last word on sports, pro wrestling stories, botchbots and shareshots.com, the Bloodline Entertainment Network, all of the places where I do the writing stuff, which is, you know, what I think I'm the best at. So go check it out. Go check out the writing stuff. Read the words, click the links, do the things. Do the things. And with that being said, I am Jamie Rose. He is the Will Gray. And this is Paying Dues. It's still real to me, damn it!